I think in general, we're starting to see a mind shift. You know, the media is starting to cover it more. We're starting to see more publications focus on it. And they're understanding that, you know, people traditionally think about nutrition and fitness, but sleep is really the foundation for health. Like if we focus everything in our sleep, everything else falls into place, right? So when we sleep well, it helps to manage and maintain weight loss. When we sleep well, it helps with concentration and focus and memory and learning, you know, um, when we don't sleep well, like, you know, like if we pull an all-nighter, it reduces learning capacity by 40%, you know? So it's really correlated to everything. But the most important is that when we don't give ourselves enough time to sleep or the quality of that sleep is compromised, that's where we see the onset of so many health conditions with people. Your blood pressure, you know, heart disease, diabetes, all of those things are regulated by how well we sleep as well. So that's where we, we see the correlation between us. Welcome back to the Healthy Business Podcast. What if I told you that there was a direct connection between your having very good deep sleep, six to eight hours of deep sleep, and the success of your business? Your business would run better if you slept better. You know, just ask yourself this. When was the last time you had six to eight hours of, of deep REM sleep where you felt fantastic in the morning. Believe it or not, it's possible to do that. Believe it or not, it's possible to have days and days of consistent sleep. You know, we've all read the statistics on sleep where uh, a good night's sleep helps uh, decrease your stress levels and improve your memory and decrease your blood pressure and stabilize your weight and improve your mood and fight off viruses. Uh, it also improves your business. But yet we blow it off. Think about it. We're supposed to sleep six to eight hours. That's a third of our day. And we treat it as if sleep doesn't matter. I have more clients right now that are stressed out with everything going on with COVID-19 and the recession and the uncertainty about the future that I brought on Soda Kuchkowski, the owner of Start With Sleep. She's a sleep specialist and she can help you improve your sleep, which will improve everything else in your life, in your business, in your health, so if you are struggling with sleep, if you are struggling with sleep, use this interview as a first step to fixing that. Okay, next we have Soda Kuchkowski. She is the owner of Start With Sleep Soda. Thanks for coming on. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and a little bit more about Start With Sleep? So I work as a sleep health educator and a coach. So my business Start With Sleep is really focused as a community resource for sleep health education. So whether you, you know, identify with having a sleep challenge, we help you overcome that, but we're really focused on helping you optimize your sleep. And that's really teaching you a framework that helps you sleep better and improves the quality of the sleep that you do get. Excellent. Now, how did you get into the whole sleep business? So I've been in sleep for about 15 years, going on 15 years. So I came from uh, clinical and behavioral sleep health. 
So I, um, I work for a diagnostic testing facility. Uh, they're local, but um, they're actually a national company as well. They have different divisions. So I really spent my time in clinical education, kind of uh, you know, educating and supporting doctor's offices and hospitals and community organizations about the risks of undiagnosed sleep disorders, but medical sleep is its own entity. So sleep health is where we need to really help people improve the quality of their sleep. That's where we get into things like sleep deprivation and kind of like these, the, the chronic lack of sleep that builds up to a lot of the medical things that we're seeing. So I wanted to be more on the proactive end of education, of, of healthcare. So your whole business revolves around sleep. Yes, everything. That's incredible. <laughs> Good for you. All right. So COVID-19, everything uh, has created an, an amazing amount of stress with many of my clients. Now, I'm a health and fitness guy, so um, there's many of my clients where I know they, they could use more sleep, but they're not going to listen to me. They're very skeptical about just even that comment, and I'm assuming you must run into skeptics too, and uh, I'm just curious, how do, you, how do you pitch a skeptic so that uh, they may buy into the fact that sleep actually could really make a big impact on their, on their everyday life? I think in general, we're starting to see a mind shift. You know, the media is starting to cover it more. We're starting to see more publications focus on it. And they're understanding that, you know, people traditionally think about nutrition and fitness, but sleep is really the foundation for health. Like, if we focus everything in our sleep, everything else falls into place, right? So we don't want to get less than the seven to nine hours per night. I tell people it's really about finding your individual need. It's on a spectrum of six and a half you know, to nine and a half hours. You don't want to sleep too little because we need it for physical, mental, and emotional health. We don't want to sleep too much because, you know, whether you sleep short or you sleep long, you know, there, there's kind of things that can happen on both ends. But when we sleep less than six hours, which 48% of Western New Yorkers actually do sleep less than six hours. Mm. And individuals who sleep, you know, employees who sleep less than seven hours per night, it actually costs the U.S. economy $411 billion a year. Yikes. And when you don't sleep well, like, you know, um, if you sleep only five hours or, you know, poor sleep leading into like getting the flu shot, it renders the, you know, the back, the, you know, when you talk about vaccines, it renders them almost ineffective. Wow. Um, you know, if you sleep less than four hours per night, you're 73% more likely to be obese. So, you know, there's so many things that go into that. When we don't, when we sleep less than six hours, we're talking about issues with judgment impulsivity. Um, you're more likely to consume, you know, alcohol and, and drugs, you know, so it's really correlated to everything. But the most important is that when we don't give ourselves enough time to sleep or the quality of that sleep is compromised, that's where we see the onset of so many health conditions with people, your blood pressure, you know, heart disease, diabetes, all of those things are regulated by how well we sleep as well. So that's where we, we see the correlation between those. Very good. Now, when a client comes to you and wants to improve sleep, how do you define success, sleep success? When I work with clients initially, it's really more or less the first thing is really getting into what is their mindset around sleep? Because we have a relationship with sleep, whether we're you know, cognizant of that or not, if, whether we recognize it. You know, most of the time when, when patients have issues or clients have issues with, with insomnia, it really has more to do with kind of like a history that's there. So when you were growing up, did you not have like a 
strict bedtime or a bedtime routine. So you've gotten into these loose habits or these behaviors or lifestyle choices that can lead to a lot of sleep issues. Or have you at one time or another gone through a transition in your life? Because, you know, sleep isn't perfect. People think, oh, well, I have to get perfect sleep every night. And it's not about perfect sleep. It's really about, you know, when you don't sleep well, knowing what are the things you have to do to correct it within your behavior. So when it comes to working with clients, it's really more about, you know, assessing the relationship with it, seeing like, what are their beliefs about it? Because if you have trouble sleeping, sometimes when you're going into the bedroom, you're actually having a physical response to that, right? So if you kind of correlate your bed with poor sleep, the minute you think about going to bed, you're starting to get tense about it, right? So we really want to roll back a lot of, you know, those fears that you have about sleep or kind of those, those things that you've built up in your mind and really create a positive relationship with it. That's going to be the first thing. It's kind of acknowledging what are the things that are getting in, in the way. And then the next thing is what are the goals around sleep, right? Because sleep to me is really about your daily energy levels. I can have clients that sleep, you know, seven, eight hours per night, but during the day, they're very sluggish. They have low energy. And when it comes to, you know, entrepreneurs or, or business owners, we want to have, you know, we want to make the most of our day, right? The reason why people kind of put sleep on the back burner is because they're trying to maximize the hours that they have in their day. But if they maximize the energy, they're going to get so much more done. If they're well rested, they're going to be able to be creative, more focused, more efficient with their time. And then they're not gonna have to be pulling all-nighters or staying up till two or three o'clock in the morning because they're gonna be able to do the most of what they can with the, with the work hours that they allow for themselves. Thank you. So it sounds to me like it's there's a, a psychological component to it that you're working with. Is, yeah. And it certainly sounds like that you must, you must really get to know your clients too. Absolutely, because you know there is something to be said in regards to also the personality type of the individual that you're working with. You could have someone that presents with the same you know type of insomnia. They're having trouble waking up throughout the night, right? And they might be women, the same age, you know, around you know a lot of the the demographical information will be pretty similar. But depending on the individual is how much support they might need, right? Like somebody might need daily reminders or daily support around habits, or someone might not need me to check in, you know, a week from now or two weeks from now, or, you know, they prefer to get like emails or daily reminders. So it's really about catering that program to the individual and what's going to provide them the most amount of support and success. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you for that. I, I, uh, you know, I, I wanted to ask you this question because this this kind of drives me a little crazy. Is I, I I spent a lot of time, especially at the beginning of the quarantine, watching the COVID nineteen news. Um, I don't watch it as much, but one thing that I noticed that was consistent was that, and even when I went onto the CDC website in regards to preventing getting sick, they have a just a, a an area where you can click on that and and um, the topics associated with that on the CDC website was uh, explaining how the virus spreads, cleaning and disinfecting, social distancing, face masks, and protecting yourself. And nowhere in there was how to stay healthy to prevent COVID-19. And I, and I certainly don't see anything like that in the news either. And I'm just curious, what do you, what do you think about that? And why do you think that is? Well, it was surprising to me that sleep wasn't, you know, 
the main thing they were talking about because it keeps our immune system running efficiently. Like it, it helps us ward off disease, but it also helps us recover from illness as well. But I think it's because our healthcare system is really built on being very reactive where it's really based on treating symptoms. So it's not proactive in nature. It's one of the reasons that I decided, you know, to kind of leave the medical sleep world because I really wanted to be on the proactive end of it. And that really, mm -hmm. I think, comes from putting education into practice. And it's really about empowering people through education, helping them understand what are the things that they can do in their daily choices that are gonna have the most significant impact on their overall health and well-being. So I think that it's just that the system is is based on a very reactive approach to healthcare. Excellent. So you 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 decided to go proactive. I think that's, that's I smart. did. That's I was great. like in clinical medicine, it was like it was always about the negative things that can happen, right? Like if we sleep less than six hours per night and you're over the age of 45, you're like 200% more likely to have like a heart attack or stroke, mm. where mm. instead I wanted to tell people, well, if you sleep seven to eight or hours per night, you're able to better, you know, your reaction time is improved. When you go to, to, the, um, to the gym, you're able to manage and maintain your weight better. Like I wanted to be able to provide them all the positive benefits of sleep versus always talking about the negative effects of it. Excellent. That's fantastic. All right, do me a favor here. You're you're the sleep specialist. Let's let's kind of walk through your day. How do you maximize a perfect sleep day? I, you know, I do the same thing for myself that I would do for my clients. I have a six-year-old daughter, so being a role model is really important to me. And it's you know the same kind of steps and framework that I put in place for my clients, which is really basing it on circadian health. So it's what are the things that I can do for my individual circadian rhythm so that I can keep it regulated and then I can maximize everything that I want to do throughout the day. So first thing in the morning when I wake up, it's that regulation of light. So it's taking in natural light first thing in the morning, whether that's going to a window or, you know, opening the front door because we're spending so much time indoors right now. It's really about kickstarting our circadian rhythm. So now, light first how, thing in the morning. How long do you need to stare at the light in the morning? We, you know, it could be just a few moments, but generally, you know, the recommendation is 10 to 15 minutes in the morning. Um, if you're someone who likes to, it tends to be a really early riser and you're maybe up before the sun, that's where something like a light lamp would come in handy because you want one that's like 10,000 lux that emulates, you know, the spectrum of the sun. And you would only need to really place it in the corner of your room because what we want to do is we want to be able to kickstart our day. So that light is really important. So if you're up before that natural light is out, you can use, you know, different tools to help with that as well. Excellent. Then we want to also make sure we're taking in that natural light again at the noon hour. And that's also the perfect time to get in a little physical activity. So taking like a walk, you know, that's important not only for regulating our circadian rhythm, but making sure that you're getting enough vitamin D. You know, 50% of, of people are actually, you know, have a deficiency in vitamin D and the sun, sunlight is the best source of it, right? Because it's a hormone that's produced when we're exposed to it. And it helps, you know, not only regulating our sleep, but also helping stabilize our moods. Okay, so in the morning you, you wake up you get the natural light. What other things do you do in the morning, if anything? Well, then I go and I, I have a room glass of room temperature water because that is going to help with your metabolism. You don't want cold water because you don't want to shock your system. And we lose about a liter of humidity through our breath when we sleep at night. So we tend to be dehydrated when we wake up in the morning. And most people aren't really aware of like the humidity levels in their home. So that's going to be the next thing is really looking into the environment. So these are things, you know, throughout the day, but also the night 
environment's really important. Um, you know, humidity, humidity levels should be between 40 and 50%. Anything less than 40, you know, we're getting into like that dry air that can cause a lot of like inflammation or like sneezing or, you know, aller allergies. Anything above that, it's like airborne mold. And a lot of that goes into, you know, if you snore at night as well. So environment is very important. Temperature, you know, we just had a couple of record days of 90 degrees, but when we're sleeping at night, we really want it to be a cool environment. You know, generally the rule is between like 60 to 67 degrees. Obviously, if you have central air, that number is going to be a little bit higher, probably around like 70, 71 degrees. But we want to make sure that we're sleeping cool at night. And that's where things like, you know, our pillow, our mattress, our sheets, the things that we wear on our person matter because we, our core body temperature drops a degree or two when we sleep and that helps us not only fall asleep but maintain our sleep throughout the night. So temperature is super important as well. And then when it comes to nighttime, what are yeah. some of the secrets? Well, um, again, it's, you know, it's all the things that we do throughout the day. The next thing would be really looking at our stress. And that's going to be something that we do throughout the day. And then we carry into the night because now everything is about mindfulness and meditation, right? And there's a series of like breathing exercises or yoga that you can do at night to kind of relax and unwind yourself. But that really also has to go into during the day, making sure that you're taking daily pauses because what that does is it helps to manage the stress in your body physically right because we can't just get into bed and do you know a two-minute breathing exercise and expect that the entire day is going to be wiped away so that's going to come from throughout the day taking those daily pauses we take about twenty-five thousand breaths per day and it helps to control like our blood pressure and our heart rate and our stress so it's important to make sure that we're breathing correctly so that when we get into bed at night that helps as well but I mean, around bed, it's really about creating also like a bedtime ritual. And that doesn't have to necessarily be the same thing every night. It's really about incorporating some sort of self-care, whether you're an individual who likes to journal. So maybe you're writing in a gratitude journal and you're talking about like, what are the things that I'm grateful for the day so that you get into a more positive mindset before bed, you know, even reading something like for myself, I like to read things like on professional development before bed or, you know, kind of like feel good things because then you're, you're left in that positive and it's a lot easier to slip into bed versus like watching negative news, you know, watching the news and then going right into bed. You want to yeah. really set yourself in a space where you're feeling calm and relaxed. Um, so I think it's incorporating that self-care, you know, being aware of, again, that temperature and that humidity and what you're doing, making sure that your environment is a clutter-free, dust-free place. I say, even if you don't clean any other area in your home, the bedroom should always be dust free. You know, the bed sheets should be washed weekly because there's a lot of toxins and allergens in the air that we don't see. And that impairs our ability to breathe at night. And that's where we see that, you know, they say like um, globally, the, the number is astronomical in terms of the people who have somewhat of sleep disordered breathing because our breathing patterns are interrupted because we have so many indoor toxins. And right now we're spending so much time indoors. So the environment is a really important thing to look at. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Um, and then what about screens? Just staring at screens too late. I've heard that that's not a good thing. How does that affect sleep? Yeah. So that goes into that regulation of light, natural light in the morning and at the noon hour. Something that I should note, because people don't often realize this, if you're getting that sunlight at the noon hour, 
don't wear sunglasses because we actually want to be able to take that blue light in. But at night, that's where we want to avoid that blue light. So anything that emits, you know, and TV screens aren't as bad. You can turn down, you know, the brightness of a TV. And it's really more about the proximity of the devices that we use. So it's that smartphone use, right? You have that device just inches away from your face. So just looking at that for an hour can delay melatonin. And melatonin is that hormone that regulates our sleep. It's the thing that keeps us asleep throughout the night. So if you're you know, looking at your phone right before bed and then you're turning off the light, that could be the thing that's preventing you from, you know, it takes like an hour to fall asleep, right? Healthy sleep should take us 10 to 15 minutes or the thing that's waking us up at night because our brain is actually very active when we sleep at night. And when we're exposed to that, it makes it a lot more difficult to regulate our sleep. Mm, thank you. And are there any sleep apps that uh, might be useful? There are several. There, there is one in particular that I, I recommend to individuals just because when you're starting to learn about your sleep and, and wanting to really, again, optimize it, there's one called Sleep Alarm Cycle App. Uh, the reason that I like this particular piece of technology is that it gathers five days worth of data before it gives you any information. So it's based on an algorithm. So where you might look at like a Fitbit or an Apple watch where you have one good day of sleep, one bad night of sleep, this one will actually develop like what your sleep patterns are, adult sleep and nine, average of 90 minute sleep cycles. So it's gonna figure out what your sleep pattern is. And then what it also does is it serves as an alarm clock. So it'll actually wake you up at the appropriate time in your sleep cycle. Because one of the most important things to feeling like refreshed and energized when you wake up in the morning is to wake up during the right part of your cycle. Excellent, thank you. You know, how do you how do you price? Do you have a service that you that you price in a way where you can give them an opportunity to experience it, and then hopefully uh, they uh, they get the results quickly enough that they want to keep coming back. Well, I mean, the one thing with me is that I don't necessarily want clients to come back. I want to fix them and then they pass on the good news or the, you know, the experience to someone else because it's really about, for me, it's all about that education. So I build a framework where it is very cost effective. You know, we accept uh, wellness cards here for our yoga classes and then we accept like the FSA, HSA for like the insurances for them to purchase products in our shop. Do you sell something that almost can help them almost immediately improve their sleep so that they can, they can become a little bit more convinced that it actually does work and help? Yeah, absolutely. So our kind of, our mission is to create healthy habits, not restrictions. So to go along with that, I created what's called the Sleep Better Tonight box. So we have, um, you know, three proprietary products. The first is a magnesium topical spray. Um, so that addresses the, the nutritional deficiency. That's something that if you use it, it helps with a number of things. So it helps with deeper sleep. It helps with, you know, inflammation in the body, managing, you know, individuals who have issues with pain. It helps with blood pressure. It helps with managing cortisol levels for stress. So that's something that's going to have like an immediate effect. People love it. It's our bestseller. The second thing in that box is what's called Breathe Bomb. So that is going to be like a cream. It's also a topical that you put on your chest. And if you're someone who tends to be a snorer, a lot of times it has to do with inflammation in our nasal passages or in our throat, right? So that's going to help open up that airway. And then the last product in that box are a pair of blue blockers. So basically they're an amber shade of lens. And those are 
are uh, glasses that you can wear at night when you're watching TV, you're on your smartphone, you're on your laptop, your tablet, your Kindle. So it still allows you to look at those devices before bed. You still wanna be aware of the type of information you're taking in, but in terms of the regulation of the blue light and blocking that out so that you're still able to fall asleep and maintain your sleep, that tool will help you so that you don't necessarily have to, to change those behaviors. So how much does that Sleep Better Tonight box cost? It's $65, so it's a box that comes with the three products and you get a little uh, kit that goes along with it and an ebook online with, with some of our, our tips for the day. Oh, very nice, very nice. Now, for those that uh, want to actually work with you, do you have services that you can offer that are relatively uh, reasonably priced for those who aren't sure if they wanna do this? Absolutely. So, I mean, we always try to start with the education. So the first is an assessment that's going to determine between behavioral and medical sleep challenges. You know, that's great for someone who they might think that they have, you know, sleep apnea, but they're not quite sure. So we go through a series of questions. If in fact, I feel like, you know, they're a good candidate for testing, I'll set them up for home testing or an in-lab and that's covered by their insurance if they have insurance or there are out-of-pocket uh, options for that as well. That's uh, $75 for 30 minutes. Then we also have a sleep consultation and that's a full assessment. And that's gonna go over not only the behavioral and the medical, but what are all the lifestyle factors that affect it? And that is to help develop a daily schedule, daily framework around their particular circadian rhythm. So you have individuals who can be you know, early risers or night owls, and there's actually kind of four different, uh, what's known as a chronotype. So we base it uh, based on that. So if I have someone who, for instance, we have a lot of shift workers in this area, someone who's maybe working overnight versus you know, working the traditional you know, during the day and then sleeping at night, we're gonna customize that based on their circadian rhythm, their work schedule, their family life, because the family sleep dynamic is important too, right? Even if you get your sleep, if you've got a right, three-year-old right. waking you up in the middle of the night, that's gonna be important too. So that assessment covers all of that and creates a plan for you to follow. Fantastic. So you're saying that sometimes it's covered where they're not paying anything. Yes. That's wonderful. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm working towards that because, I mean, hopefully in the near future, we're going to sleep sleep coaches and we're going to see like those resources in the practice care model where it's an extension of the office because sleep is such a foundation for health. It helps to manage so many different things that, you know, physicians will be utilizing those resources. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, so many people that need your service. Um, so to, speaking of that, if people want to get a hold of you, where do they go? So my website is www.startwithsleep.com. And on there, you can learn all about, you know, from our assessments and consultations, the services that we offer. We offer seminars. Um, so we do those uh, for, for businesses, for corporate wellness initiatives. We work with uh, several employer groups in the area. So depending on your insurance plan, we actually might be able to come in and do the sleep ed education based on, on your employer plan. So that's an option as well. And then we also have information about uh, training because we do healthcare professional training for it as well. Fantastic. Well, I'll uh, continue to push my clients towards, uh, towards working with you and getting more sleep. Soda Kuchkowski, the owner of Start With Sleep, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you.